Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you been seriously injured? Mama Justice is here for you. Our medical team partners with top-notch doctors, surgeons, therapists, and urologists, ensuring a comprehensive recovery journey. If you've been injured, call Mama Justice today. We're here for you. It's a great time to live in Mississippi, and we're talking about it. Welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show. Appreciate you joining us as we come to you from the Citizens Bank Studio. So proud to be here. So so happy to have them as a primary sponsor of this show. And I'm thrilled to continue to celebrate the men and women who are working so hard to make Mississippi such a great place to live, work, and play. Hey, listen, no big speeches to give today and no big quotes to give because I really want to jump into the show. I have the first part of my show, my friend Linda Hornsby, who's the executive director for Mississippi Hotel and Lodging Association. And in the second half of the show, Carrie Duncan's going to be joining me. Carrie, as you know, recently announced she'll be leaving WLOX as the chief meteorologist there. And we're going to hear more from her about this change in life that she's going to be going through. So without any further ado, let me welcome my friend Linda Hornsby back to the Ricky Matthews Show. How you doing, Linda? I'm doing great. Thank you, Ricky. I Usually what I do is I go in and I do a quick search <clears throat> and find out when was the last time you were on this show? Oh, it's so I'm been gonna, a while. I'm going to actually do that now, Hornsby. It's been uh, January 23. No way. It's been a year. It's it, it, Listen, that's kind of scary. Yeah, y'all, Cammie contacted me, but somehow we couldn't put the times together. And, and so. Um, well, you know, given the role that you and your organization plays, not just in coastal Mississippi, but across the state, I'm amazed that that much, much time has passed since you and I last talked because, you know, things are happening fast and furious in your world. Uh, so how are things going? As you talk to uh, hotel operators across the state, what's the what's the mood these days? Um, going well, going well. Of course, you know, we're always uh, looking to the future so they can be even better because you can never rest on your laurels. You have to always be one step ahead. Um, you know, we're watching um, advertising and marketing funds closely, um, both, you know, by the state as well as local um, municipalities. And so um, we're ever watchful of that because usually we're the funders of that. In mm -hmm. more cases than not, um, it, th those are funded by a room tax. Yeah. So um, so how, how's that going? They, they, is it all coming together the way you would want it to come together? It's never enough. You know, we're, we're sorely behind, uh, you know, our, our competitors, but, you know, stretching a penny as far as you can. What, what we are um, cognizant of, and I know everybody thinks that we're anti-competition, but we're not, um, but um, third-party marketplace um, operators such as Airbnb, um, and that's a prime example. I'm not picking on them, but... Um, there is a lot, uh, I'm going to be kind and say there's a lot of ambiguity uh, in the, whether those um, properties, which are usually just one property, you know, owned by mom and pop or whatever, um, whether they're paying the room tax. Um, we've, we've tried our best 
to go after it, to is, express the importance of that. And, and the reason it becomes so um, important to us is number one, as that segment grows and it is growing, um, as, as it grows, then um, it cuts down on the growth of the um, traditional lodging establishments. So if that segment that's growing so, so quickly um, is not paying their share of the room taxes, then they, the, the recipients, the uh, beneficiaries of those, the advertising and, and marketing or, or whether it's bricks and mortar, whatever it is, they're going to go after more money, and they're going to they're going to uh, they're going to tap the low hanging fruit, and that's the typical traditional lodging establishments. And and that's yeah, so, so I hear clearly what you're saying. It's uh, you're you're not um, pushing back on the reality that Airbnb is kind of part of the overall universe that, that most communities, most sure. tourism markets are dealing with these days. But that given that our marketing funds are derived from the hotel tax, it's incredibly important that the full universe of rentals in the tourism space Correct. pay um, pay the appropriate fee to, to, yeah. to make sure we're marketing for the good of all. Correct. So, Correct. yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I mean, it's, it's part of the changing marketplace. So what are the provisions in place now to be sure that those taxes are being paid? Yeah, two or three years ago, the legislature, the Mississippi legislature, passed. Um, um, basically, it was a clarification bill because it was already in place with the the DOR's policies and definitions of a of what a lodging is. Um, but it says anybody who basically whoever collects the money needs to be responsible for collecting the all applicable taxes and paying them to the state of Mississippi. Um, and we've, we're just finding in more than uh, more instances than not that it's that's not happening, whether it's confusion or just an act of commission. Um, they're, they're, for instance, Airbnb, um, they at, at one time, they were not collecting any taxes at all. And if they collected the revenue, then they said they leave it up to the host, which is the owner, to pay the taxes. Well, that that's not even feasible because they don't even meet, meet the guest. In some cases, they have lock boxes, and you know how are they going to collect? The, they don't have to collect the guest um, uh, credit card information, and so then they corrected that. Airbnb went in and determined what the general sales tax is in each of the fifty states and and elsewhere. They you know it's not just the United States, but they um, and so they implemented that. They they uh, put that into their template for collecting money. Then there was a line, there is a line for um, special use taxes. And they leave it up to the host to determine what those are in any given city, county, state. And um, they're not doing it. They're mm -hmm. just like, I don't know of any, you know. I mean, there's just somebody that's renting out a house that they inherited or a house they used to live in, and they, they're not in the tax business. And so yeah, um, they don't know. And so um, that's... And hey, could, the, could a tweak in the legislation uh, uh, actually require a third-party uh, websites to, to capture that information? Well, they 
um, you know, it's look at how many municipalities, counties, cities we have in Mississippi alone. And um, A, they're not willing to do it, and B, they're not being forced to do it. Um, they have agreements, and not just Airbnb, but some other third parties have agreements that they cannot be audited. Now, that's the enforcement arm of, of a traditional hotel uh, uh, paying the tax, because if, the, if, if there is any uh, suspicion or even just routine audits, you know, the state comes in and audits the hotel and then tells them you failed to pay uh, to collect room taxes on this segment, like resort fees. Yeah, yeah. That most recently. And so then they have to, that, the hotel can't go back and collect it, but they sure do have to pay it. And so um, that audit is the, the, the singular enforcement arm of, of the DOR, and, and it's not happening with these third parties. You know, it seemed to me that uh, the Casino Operators Association, various municipalities and counties of Coastal Mississippi, combined with Coastal Mississippi Tourism, some some you know large effort like that could create yeah. the kind of pressure that says, "Well, this is not. This is just about about collecting a a, a due tax that yeah. is used for marketing purposes for Coastal Mississippi." Sure. You would think that we could all get on the same wavelength about that and, and push hard for that. Yeah, well, we are, you know, we are all working together, but it's just um, we hear that there's not enough staff to do to conduct these audits, even if there weren't agreements in place. And there are to say that they they are not going to audit them. Um, but but even if if that were not the case, they just don't have the staff. Yeah. Yeah. We're, um, uh, Judy Young has done a great job in identifying the situation and what can be done, what can't be done. And uh, it's millions and millions of dollars uh, being left on the table. And wow. we, Mississippi, cannot afford that. Yeah, that actually, that amount of money was not on my plate. It's something that, that I'll uh, make a special note of and zero in on and talk a little bit more about that for sure. Yeah. So, you know, let's talk about the Mississippi Gulf Coast for a second. When you talk about operators in coastal Mississippi, you know, how, what's your what's your read on the climate, the, the business climate in coastal Mississippi at the moment? Um, well, at the moment, January 17th, you know, this is our downtime, but but uh, on the coast. But um, uh, we overall have done very well. On the coast over the uh, for the year, we on occupancy we were um, the second highest in the state, um, and, and and higher than the state occupancy. Um, Desoto County was higher than than we we had been. Hey, why, hey, Linda, why don't we do this when we get back on the other side? Because you, you you're really good at capturing a lot of data, and I want to hear more about. Uh, what the data is saying about the, the basic health of the market. So when we come back on the other side, we'll continue our, our conversation with Linda Hornsby, the Executive Director of the Mississippi Hotel and Lodging Association. We'll see you after this.
passion and love for Mississippi is why he's here. This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show from the Citizens Bank Studio. I have my friend, my dear friend, I saw her in church recently. I love to see Linda out and about. Uh, the executive director of Mississippi Hotel and Lodging Association. We go back a long way. We start talking about how far we go back, Linda. We're going to date ourselves dramatically. We do. <laughs> but uh, you're an ageless wonder, you are. Um, <laughs> Don't look too close. <laughs> <laughs> but look, here's the reality. You guys have done a great job of capturing tr- tons of data over the years. So you really know... You know, you know the the price that the hotels are going for, how it compares with other other years, the occupancy you were talking about a few minutes ago. But there's a lot of data, and it really does give you a sense of the health of the market, doesn't it? It does. It does. Yeah, because you you know, used to be we only we looked at occupancy, and that was the single determination. But then when you look at uh, if there's an area that has occupancy higher then another area you start looking at why and then you look at what their inventory is and if they're if they're underbuilt that's a big yeah. why they're, yeah. they're going to higher occupancy and then you look at their ADR and more importantly to investors their rev par and so um, if they are selling rooms at less of a rate than another area but the, that other area is making more money well, that's good <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. You, uh, uh, it, it's all about it's all about the revenue, and that's when you were talking about the operators. You know, revenue managers are part of every hotel operation today. I mean, it's it, that that's who's determining the rates. That's who's determining the forecast. Everything. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a lot like uh, you, you and I chatted a little bit about this before, but it's a lot. The experience that people have with airline tickets and, you know, when when they cost more versus when they cost less. What You know, the, when you look at hotel inventory and demand and other, it's the same thing, too. And the, the extent to which you guys are able to make adjustments and discounts or no discounts or maybe even higher prices, whatever it might be, based on what the current demand is, yeah. is the difference between making it and not making it. It, isn't it? And it, it exactly is. And they're doing it hourly. It used to be daily or weekly, hourly. They'll change it, you know, if they start seeing something bump up uh, while somebody else is trying to figure out what caused that that bump, then they, they respond with the rate. And so, uh, and that's just the business. That's that's the nature of the business. I tell people it doesn't matter whether you're selling rooms or selling hammers. If you've got the last one in town, I can tell you, you're not going to discount it. Yeah. So you know, if you look across coastal Mississippi, we're still building hotels, aren't we? Yeah. We yeah. And and good thing, you know, we we um, our hotel inventory is still just slightly below what it was pre-Katrina, but everything's new or renewed. Um, yeah. I, quality of our inventory is so much higher than it was because, you know, we used to count, well, we still do count every single room if it's a a place of lodging. But now a lot of those those properties that we wouldn't really consider a a tourism product um, have changed. You know, we're it's it's all, it's, you know, I would say 80% new or renewed. Hey, so when you are you able to look? Okay, it's interesting your point, and it's something I'm I'm very interested in understanding. 
um, the available hotel rooms compared to pre-Katrina. You're right. I mean, there are a lot of uh, hotels that needed to be upgraded dramatically. Maybe even some needed to be you know taken down and completely rebuilt. Maybe right. uh, Katrina sort of helped us with that. But when you look at that inventory, and you is there a way to also consider vacation rentals that are not hotels and to to, to try to get a sense of what the total number of available rooms yeah. are? Yeah. Um, wait. We do not, in our inventory numbers, we do not include only because you can't tell, you know, you certainly can't identify the ones located in neighborhoods unless a neighbor reports them or they do the right thing and register with, like the city of Biloxi has an actual registration process. Unless you you do that, you know, you don't know that those exist. Now, the ones that operate as a business, yes, we're able to we're able to identify those. A good example is um, a the Biloxi Beach Resort Rentals. They um, probably manage more vacation rentals than any all the other ones on the coast combined, and so we're it, those are easily identifiable because those are people that have their condo units or their vacation home or whatever it, you know, managed through them and they're paying all the taxes. Great. They are, um, and they're, they're participating in, in all of the things that are important to the lodging industry. Yeah. yeah the other, I love the, the trend in coastal Mississippi with the micro hotels, you know, you, yeah. you you've seen the, the, a lot of investments being made in places like downtown ocean Springs, for example, wow. uh, yeah. you know, one or one or two in Biloxi, but you got to love that. Yeah, yeah, it does. It, it you know, um, I used to say that nobody comes goes to a destination just to stay in a hotel. <clears throat> well, that has changed. You know, number one, there's resorts, and we certainly have some wonderful resorts, both casinos and non-casino resorts. But then these little boutique properties, um, they represent the character. Of that area and yeah. people do go there, uh, kind of like bed and breakfast. People do go there for the character uh, of the area. Yeah, they they really do. And look at the Condries and and Joe Cloyd and a growing yep. number of other investors yep. and what they're doing yep. to bring uh, really really first class micro hotels to. Yep. And it's all uh, about the- Experience and you it certainly is. you certainly get a good experience in going to one of those. And what I like in their partnership, they're able to combine them all together and and create a technology solution that works incredibly well for them. And um, you know that's all part of the experience. Remember when you and I worked together after Hurricane Katrina, we came yeah. to appreciate that define. While we didn't say we were going to be a tier one destination resort like a Las Vegas, for example, we still wanted to understand that. We still wanted to understand what would aspiring to be bigger and better look like. And we came to appreciate there were four major areas. We had to have attractions. We had to have a, 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 an airport. We had to have convention space. And we had to have 
hotel rooms. And but you couldn't you needed all those things to to ultimately get to where we wanted to go. You know, decisions to to build a better convention center, the the decision to go forward with the capital plan for the airport. You know, all these were tough decisions to make in the moment because we were still in the process of recovering. And people sort of bet on the future of coastal Mississippi. The same thing is true in the hotel arena. I mean, we had the casinos rebuilding dramatically fast and hundreds of millions of dollars spent on rebuilding that. that sector yeah. and, the, and the amount of private investment that went into hotel rooms. But this is a, this is a critical part of, of coastal Mississippi's total tourism offering that makes us extraordinarily competitive. And we can't, we can't stay focused on it enough, can we? No, absolutely. We have to stay not up with the game, but ahead of the game. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a big deal. Hey, listen, in the short time we have left, we, you and I have chatted about human trafficking offline. I've talked about it on this show a lot. It comes in so many different forms. It could be uh, it could be a family member in the neighborhood that you live in that is in some ways trafficking a young person. It could be the thing that we all think about with someone coming in from uh, Mexico or Guatemala that's that's fallen into bad hands, and you know, the cartels are really significantly involved in in in. Um, Human trafficking. I mean, I think you mentioned that in some cases, maybe it's more lucrative in some respects than than the drug trade. So, is this something the hotel association thinks about? We do, and 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 I keep it on the front burner. You know, I'm talking about it to them, and I'll talk about it next week at our meeting. Um, uh, it it has to be on the front burner because we are one of the arenas where it is happening, unfortunately, uh, yeah. and, and we have to apprise the staff of how to spot it and what to do because, you know, you don't want to cause that person any harm uh, that's not already happening. And, um, you know, who do you notify? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I know that state leaders are focused on it. We've passed some terrific legislation in the state. And the AG is focused on it. Uh, in fact, we need to get her back on to to have some deeper conversations about the current situation as it relates to that. But you know, we just, um, to me, you know, first of all, just personally, I'm saddened by the notion that anyone would be used in, in that kind of an industry, whatever it might be, because it comes in different forms. Yeah. Um, and, and we as a set of communities need to be focused on doing everything in our power to stop it. Yeah, yeah. I have to share a story with you sometime off air. It's, yeah. it's uh, jaw-dropping. Yeah, gosh, I, I can only imagine. You probably have heard and seen some some bad stories along the way. Yeah, we've had to come to our association and and share stories and you know, it's mind-numbing. Well, again, human trafficking is it's, it's all ages. children within that realm. I look at my grandkids and I look at the kids that I love so much and I think about their innocence and purity and what we should be doing. God, we should be looking out over them. The fact that that's not happening in too many cases is not acceptable. Anyway, I know that you're going to play a big role in that. I look forward to staying in touch with you. Let's, man, a year, Linda. Shame on us. I know it. <laughs> that well, is for we'll, sure. We'll do that. We'll do that. Oh, God bless you, my friend. Um, hey, listen, when we come back, we're going to visit with Carrie Duncan from WLOX. You heard her recent announcement. We're going to talk about that. We'll see you after this.
Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.